What's up, everybody? Charlie Craig here, and welcome back to the Life His Way podcast. This is actually going to be part two of the last episode, and today we're going to be talking about the tree of the knowledge of good and evil and the kind of fruit that it brings forth in our lives and what that means. So last week we talked about what life this way is all about and how we want the abundant life and consuming from the tree of life and how we want to be life-giving in my life personally and how I actually want this digital ministry life this way to be based upon that perspective of consuming from the tree of life as well. And I touched on last week, um, religion versus relationship, religion versus relationship. And here's the truth. Here is the truth of the matter. God doesn't want us to just know him through religion. Like God doesn't want us to know him through rigid religion, but God wants us to have a healthy, life-giving relationship with him. Amen. God wants us to have a healthy, life-giving relationship with him. And this is why uh, when Adam and Eve's actions in Genesis chapter 3, that's why those actions, what they did, consuming from a tree of the knowledge of good and evil, were so monumentally destructive in the story of creation and the story of humanity. God creates Adam, the first man. And then he creates Eve, the first woman. And God tells them both that they can eat of any tree in the Garden of Eden, but they are not to touch and they are not to eat or consume from the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And I kind of want to just jump into our content today. Genesis chapter 2, verse 9, it says this, the Lord God made all kinds of trees grow out of the ground, trees that were pleasing to the eye and good for food. And in the middle of the garden were the tree of life and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Same chapter, verse 17, it goes on to say, God says, you are free to eat from any tree in the garden, but you must not eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. For when you eat from it, God says, you will certainly die. He says, you will surely die. Like that's extreme. Like, wow. God says you can eat of any other fruit in the garden of Eden, but don't eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, because if you eat from it, you're going to die. Like extreme instructions and consequences right there. So the fact of the matter, the truth is, is that the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, the fruit that that tree bears is poisonous. God's saying that you can eat from any other tree, but don't eat from that tree because it's the only poisonous fruit in this 
garden. And the thing that I love about God, and I used to ask the question, well, why did he even put this tree in the garden in the first place? I thought would have made everything so simple if we didn't even have the option to consume from this tree. But what I love about God and what I've come to learn is that from the very beginning, God has given each and every one of us a will. Like he's given us free will. Like we have the choice to follow him or not to follow him. We have the choice to obey God or to disobey God. We have the choice to worship God or not to worship God. Like it's 100% up to us. And that's how I know that God truly loves us because he created us with the option to follow him. And the Bible tells us that his kindness is what leads us into repentance. His kindness towards us is what leads us into relationship with him. If God did not give us a choice, then we would have basically just, we would be robots. Like we don't have a choice but to follow God. And that's not true love if both parties aren't making the choice to be in relationship. So God's given us a choice to follow him or not to follow him. So we have these two trees that are so monumentally important in the history of humanity. You have the tree of life and you have the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. God says that you can eat from any tree in the garden, including the tree of life. But there's one tree that we can't eat from, and that's the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Consuming from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil is a trap of the enemy. It's one of Satan's most oldest tricks. He tries his best to lure us and to deceive us into consuming from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Living the abundant life is to live a life where we consume from the tree of life. Amen? Living the abundant life that Jesus talks about is to live a life where we are consistently consuming from the tree of life. But if we're going to live according to our own way or live any other way, then that's going to be consuming from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And that's what Satan wants us to do. It's his tactic to steal, kill, and destroy us is to get us to consume from the wrong tree. And even though we're not physically in the Garden of Eden, we are still faced with the same two options today. God gives us the same instruction to eat from any uh, fruit, but do not consume from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. So here are some facts about the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. The fruit that this tree bears, I believe, first of all, it's not an apple. Like, I, I get it. And all of the uh, kids' illustrated um, Bible story books, we see Eve with the apple, and the snake is there, and Adam's somewhere in the background, and, and she's eating an apple. And the fruit's not an apple. In fact, this is just the truth of the matter. It's not a physical fruit. 
Like this is a perception. This is an idea. This is a way of thinking that we have the option to consume from and to pattern our lives after. This fruit is not physical. It is a way of thinking. Gaining the knowledge of what is good versus what is evil. The tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Consuming from this tree is gaining the knowledge of what is good and what is evil. First Corinthians chapter eight, verse one says this. We know that we all possess knowledge. And this is what knowledge from the world does. Knowledge puffs up, but love or life builds up. Knowledge puffs up. It creates pride. It makes us think that we're more powerful than we are. It makes us think that we're a bigger deal than what we really are. But the Bible says that love and life builds up. One is about being served and one is about serving. Knowledge in and of itself is not a bad thing. Amen. Like knowledge in and of itself is not a bad thing. In fact, we need to be smart. All right. We need to have wisdom. You know, I grew up hearing the statement that there is no dumb question. I've come to um, disagree with that. Like, like we need knowledge. We need wisdom. We need to know how to live our lives in the best way. And guess what? There's God's way of doing things. And then there's the devil's way of doing things. It's the tree of life versus the tree of knowledge of good and evil. So knowledge in and of itself isn't a bad thing. But here's the trick. Here's the thing. Our motive behind gaining knowledge is where we have to be careful. Our motive on why we want to gain knowledge is where we have to be careful and consider God. Why do we want to gain knowledge? Like, why do we want to gain the knowledge of good versus evil? Is it to gain God's wisdom? Is it to gain godly understanding so that we can be used by God more effectively here on the earth? Or do we want knowledge so that we can be exalted and so that we can become the judge? Like, do we want to gain, gain knowledge and wisdom so that we can more accurately and more effectively follow after God and do what he's called us to do? Or do we want to gain knowledge so that we can be the smartest person in the room, so that we can make the decisions, so that we can be self-reliant, and so that we can be the judge? Do we want knowledge so that we can be godly? Or do we want knowledge so that we can be God? I'm going to ask that one more time. Do we want knowledge so that we can be godly? Or do we want knowledge so that we can be God? This is the difference of consuming from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil versus consuming from the tree of life. And we're going to talk about it today. Here's the truth of the matter. The devil, Satan, he did not tempt Eve with just blatant 
rebellion against God. Like Satan didn't come to Eve and say, build a satanic temple and worship me. Satan didn't come to Eve and say, hey, here's this idol, bow down and worship it. No, Satan tempted Eve with her desire to be God-like. Like Satan deceived Eve and tempted her with her desire to be like God. Like, I want to be godly. What, like, what's so bad about that? Let's look more into it in Genesis chapter 3, verses 1 through 7. It says, Satan said to the woman, did God really say that you must not eat from any tree in the garden? And the woman said to the serpent, said to Satan, we may eat fruit from the trees in the garden, but God did say, you must not eat from the tree that is in the middle of the garden. You must not touch it or you will die. Like if Eve ended the conversation right there with what God said, like God said, you can eat of any tree in the garden except for the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, or you will surely die and ended the conversation right there, then we wouldn't be in the mess sin that we are today. But no, the conversation goes on. Verse number four, and Satan in the form of a serpent said to her, you will not certainly die. For God knows that when you eat from this tree, your eyes will be open and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. When the woman saw that the fruit of the tree was good for food and pleasing to the eye and also desirable for gaining wisdom, she took some and she ate and she consumed from the tree. And she also gave some to her husband who was with her and he ate it as well. Then the eyes of both of them were open and they realized that they were naked. So they sewed fig leaves together and made coverings for themselves. Like, look how deceptive Satan is. Like, he leans into her desire to be like God. He leans into her desire to be godly, and he perverts that. He says to her in verse number five of Genesis chapter three, he says, God knows that when you eat from this tree, your eyes will be open and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. So Eve sees this. She begins to mull it over and she sees that, well, the fruit looks good. This fruit tastes good, so this fruit must be good for me. She's saying, I want to be like God. She says, I want to be like God. And if I have to consume from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil to gain that power and to gain being like God, then I'm willing to risk it all and consume from this tree. 
having the knowledge to judge things, having the knowledge to be able to judge, well, this is good and this is what's evil. Having the knowledge to judge people for myself, having the knowledge and the power to feel like I'm powerful, like it's a trap of the enemy. The issue is that we were not created to be able to handle that knowledge. And when we consume from this tree, when we consume from this way of thinking, when we eat from this perspective and we pattern our lives after it, it perverts our souls. It perverts and jades our souls. When we submit to our desire to know, we surrender our willingness to trust. When we give in to our temptation to know and to be the judge, then we surrender our willingness to trust God. And we begin to say, I'm God and I'm the judge. And I'm self-reliant because I know things. I know what's good and I know what's evil. And I'm going to pattern my life after what I know. And then we no longer need to trust or rely on God because now I know and I'm good. I can judge myself as good and I can judge others as if they are good and evil. I judge myself and I judge others because I have the knowledge of what's good and what's evil. And I don't need God in my life anymore. That's what happens when we consume from this way of thinking. And when we consume and pattern our lives after this kind of a perspective. We are called and we are created to rely on God and to trust God. When we consume from the tree of life, we're saying, I'm leaning on God. I'm relying on God. I'm trusting God. I'm trusting in his wisdom. I'm trusting in his ways. I'm trusting in his words and not my own. We were created and called to trust in God. And though it may seem like, well, if I can just rely on myself, if I can be self-reliant, if I can have the knowledge of what's good and what's evil, then I won't have to bother God. I won't have to trust God. I can trust myself. I have everything that I need if I'm able to judge and live out of my own abilities and not trust God. And it would seem like that would be an easier way to live. But in fact, it brings about death. It brings death in our lives. So here's the truth of the matter. We don't need to know and understand everything. We don't need to know and understand everything. Philippians chapter four, verse six says this. Do not be anxious about anything. Instead, in every situation, with prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, tell your request to God. And the peace that surpasses understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. 
Like I'm grateful that I don't have to know and I don't have to understand everything in order to have peace. But I can have peace from God that surpasses all of my understanding. Amen? Like, I don't have to have understanding in order to have peace. The peace of God surpasses all understanding, and ultimately that is what guards my heart, and that's what guards my mind through a relationship with Christ Jesus. In a search for peace, we can begin to rely on ourselves and rely on others when God is saying, no, talk to me and ask me and I will miraculously give you peace. Here's what Paul says in Romans chapter 15, verse 13. He says, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and with all peace. Again, Relying on God for my joy and relying on God for my peace. Colossians chapter 2 verses 2 and 3 says this. My goal is that they may be encouraged in heart and united in love so that they may have the full riches of complete understanding in order that they may know the mystery of God, namely Christ. Like if I want understanding, if I want to know the mysteries of God, that's going to be found in Christ in whom all hidden in, in whom all hidden are the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Like the treasures of wisdom and knowledge is found in Christ Jesus, in a relationship, through relationship with Christ Jesus is where we can gain godly wisdom and godly knowledge and we can have the things that God intends for us to have to live a life-giving and abundant life. We were not created to be God. Yeah, when we consume from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, then that means that we're wanting to be God in our own lives. We want to rely on ourselves, want to rely on our own abilities, but we're not created to be God. There's only one true God, and he is what? He's all-knowing. He is all-powerful. He is all-sufficient. He is transcendent, and we are not. Like, here's the truth. We need God. And that's a good thing. We need God. And that's a good thing. We were created to rely on God. We were created to put our trust and our hope in God. When we consume from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, we are attempting to be like God. And that's a dangerous place to be. In fact, it's deadly. It's poisonous. It kills us. Adam and Eve did not drop dead immediately. They didn't drop dead physically when they consumed this fruit, but they died spiritually. And then physical death became a reality. 
Physical disease became a reality for the human race. Now we are all born into this world spiritually dead in need of Jesus' salvation that gives us access to the tree of life. So here's a truth. When we consume something, it becomes a part of us. When we consume something, it becomes a part of us. And consuming the wrong things pollutes us. Consuming the wrong things poisons us. Consuming knowledge of good and evil is the idea that we're in control of our own lives, that we can be self-sufficient and self-reliant, and that we are Lord and we are like God. That's consuming from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. It's toxic. It's poisonous. And when we are polluted by the toxic fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, this is how we perceive life. We see ourselves as the judge. We see salvation as work-based. I'm saved because of what I do and because of what I know. We have a sense of false pride. We base our self-worth on our own abilities. We concentrate on sin and we concentrate on discipline. When we are polluted by the toxic fruits of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, this is what our reality is. We are not honest with ourselves and we are not honest with God. We are full of guilt and shame within all the time. We overcommit to everything. We see ourselves as the victim. We create separation between ourselves and God. We run from God instead of running towards God. We try to also put these burdens and these perceptions and this terrible reality, we try to put all of that on other people as well. We put this heavy burden on ourselves and we also try to judge others and make them carry that same burden as well. Genesis chapter 3 verses 8 through 11 says this, Then the man and his wife, Adam and Eve, heard the sound of the Lord God as he was walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And they hid from God. They hid from God among the trees of the garden. But the Lord God called to the man and said, Where are you? Like God called out asking, Where are you? Not to judge him, but to be with him, to walk with him like they always did. And the Bible says in verse 10 that Adam answered, I heard you in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked, so I hid. And God said, Who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten from the tree that I commanded you not to eat from? So here's what happens. This is what happens still today. Here's what happened in this um, case in the Bible as well. When we are confronted by God, 
when we feel the conviction of the Holy Spirit for the sin in our lives, if we are living out of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, if we're living out of that perspective, then we perceive conviction to be condemnation and to be shaming. And then we play the victim and we start to blame others. Genesis 3, verse 11, verses 12 and 13 gives us the rest of the story and what happens. It says that Adam said to God, the woman that you put here with me, she gave me some fruit from the tree and I ate. So Adam's playing the victim and he's playing the blame game. He's blaming God and he's saying the woman that you gave me, she gave me this fruit and that's why I ate it. I ate the fruit because you gave me this woman and this woman gave me this fruit. In verse number 13, it says, then the Lord God said to the woman, he says to Eve, what is this you have done? And Eve said, the devil made me do it. <laughs> she says, the serpent deceived me and I ate. Like they're all blaming and they're all playing the victim and the devil, he just doesn't care. He's glad because he has had a huge win with this one right here. So here's what the antidote is. We're going to talk about it next week about the tree of life. The antidote to this poison of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil is to run to God. Like no one in this account said, God, I did something wrong and I need for you to forgive me and I need for you to correct this. No, their solution, because their perception was the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, their solution was to run from God. And when they were confronted by God, they blamed everyone else. That's what their solution was, was to try to cover themselves up because they were feeling the guilt and the shame from the sin that they had just committed. Your salvation and your holiness is not based on what you know, and it's not based on what you do. It's based on who we trust. Do we trust God? Do we trust Jesus? Or do we trust ourselves? The antidote to correct the issue is to run to God and to consume from the tree of life and to ask God to change our ways of thinking and submit our will for his will. When we consume from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, then we're saying that my salvation and my relationship with God is based off of what I know and what I can do. Matthew chapter 23, verse 27, Jesus is speaking to the Pharisees, the religious rulers at that time, and, and they're consuming from the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Like they're saying, I'm righteous because of what I know. I'm righteous because of what I do. And Jesus confronts them in Matthew 23, verse 27, and he says, woe to you, teachers of the law and Pharisees, you hypocrites. You are like whitewashed tombs which look beautiful from the outside, but on the inside, they are full of the bones of the dead and everything that's unclean. 
Like he's saying, you look great on the outside. You know a lot. You do and say all the right things. But on the inside, you are far from me and you are dead within because the tree of the knowledge of good and evil produces death. And guess what? I don't want to be like that. I don't want to live that kind of life. I don't want to be polished on the outside, but dead on the inside. That's not the life that Jesus died for any of us to live. Fulfilling religious duties out of obligation, all while feeling burnt out on the inside all while feeling frustrated with ourselves, frustrated with others, frustrated with the church, and frustrated with God. Like that's not the life that Jesus wants us to live. He doesn't want his word to be a burden in our lives. He wants to be a delight in our lives. If we're feeling this way of constant frustration, then the truth of the matter is that we're consuming from the wrong tree. We're consuming from the poisonous tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And if we feel this way, we have to make the choice to stop consuming from this tree and to run to God and consume from his tree of life, which I believe is Jesus Christ. Wisdom from God is pure. Wisdom from God is peaceful, it's loving, it's gentle, it's humble, it's merciful, it's service-minded, and it's always sincere. That's what consuming from the tree of life is. That's the kind of wisdom and knowledge we gain when we consume from the tree of life. It's purity, it's peace, it's love, it's gentleness, it's humility. It's being merciful. It's, it's having a heart to serve instead of a heart to be served. And it does all of that with sincerity. So I believe that following Jesus is a lifestyle. I believe that consuming from the tree of life is a way of life. It is a pattern of living. It is a lifestyle of joy and fulfillment. And yes, there will be battles and there will be tough days and there will be disappointments in our lives, but we can still walk with God out of delight and not out of obligation. We can walk with God out of delight and not out of fear of going to hell or fear of bad consequences, but we can walk with God out of a desire to have a relationship with him through Christ Jesus. So next episode, I want to talk about that. Today we talked about what it is to consume from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. But next episode, I want to talk about what life looks like consuming from the tree of life. And that is what this ministry, Life His Way, is based on. Consuming from the tree of life and how we can do that consistently and guard our hearts from the desire to consume from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. We want to be life-giving. Amen. We want our faith and our walk with God to be life-giving and not life 
sucking. So next week, same time, same place, we are going to be talking about what it looks like to consume from the tree of life and the live and how to live the life that Jesus died for us to live. God bless you. Thank you so much. Please like and subscribe and uh, we'll see you next week with Life This Way, episode number three.